Welcome back, everybody, to the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. This episode, we're going to discuss the action from Talladega and preview NASCAR's first doubleheader at Pocono. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Well, gentlemen, after a rain-delayed Talladega, Ryan Blaney ends up getting the win once again. He goes two in a row, and he actually ended up with the same margin victory of .007 seconds against Ricky Stenhouse, who had a great run at the end but just ran out of time. Uh, what did you guys think of the race? I thought it was pretty solid. It was a lot of action throughout, which I think we've kind of lacked that in a bunch of super speedway races in the past. It usually goes single file for a little while, but we didn't see any of that. The rain kept urgency on it. Never knew when the rain was going to fall. We had a big storm push the race to uh, Monday and then storms threatening all day Monday. And it was probably one of the better Talladega races I've seen. Last year's was really good with the photo finish. This year's was really good with the photo finish. Uh, three wide racing throughout. It was amazing. Uh, probably the best race of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, just like normal with Talladega, something I really like. You don't know who's going to win the race. And at any given time, you know, certain cars can look more dominant than others. And I think we saw that. We saw a lot of young talent up front, which I think is great for NASCAR to be able to showcase the future in one of their uh, best races. So I'm excited to see uh, where the sport goes going forward. And I thought this race was uh, very good as well. And I think they had the most lead changes since 2011, 2012, since the days of tandem drafting. I think it was around like 56 or 57. So really cool to see because they brought in that new package. They lowered the horsepower after the race in Daytona. I think that really helped with the, the runs. It made them not come up as fast, but you could still make good runs if you have a couple cars that can get together. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, on to some other Talladega racing one of the rather boring races, I think, of the weekend, which was really strange to see at Talladega, was the uh, Menards Arca Series race. Drew Dollar would win that race on Saturday. And then following that race would be Justin Haley to get his first ever career win in the Xfinity Series. So, uh, again, some young talent getting to showcase um, themselves. And it was really fun. I mean, the, the Arca race, on the other hand, there were bits of it that weren't very interesting but the end was worth it i mean i didn't know who was going to win there and drew dollar sneaks it out for ventory racing so yeah there's not much to talk talk about with the arca race because like you said single file throughout at one point uh sixth place was 20 something seconds behind the leader which very uncharacteristic for talladega but watching the xfinity series race watching the cup series race i've noticed kind of like a resemblance in teams like college racing all three of their drivers work together through the whole race and they're always on their each other's back bumper i kind of see like a little bit of team penske in there we saw it monday the driver logano blaney keselowski there was always n none of them were ever by themselves there was always somebody there and it pushed them to the front ultimately leading blaney to a win but i think the teamwork from like a fan perspective, it might not be good, but like seeing how well the team works together, it's kind of cool to see. And college racing does exactly what uh, Team Penske does on Sundays. But when you only have 20 cars in the field and maybe like nine or 10 at most are competitive, and then maybe you only have what three or four drivers that actually go for the win, it's just 
I don't know if this really states the package that ARCA has or the state of the series, or maybe they just don't need the super speedway racing. But, you know, you got teams like Venerini and uh, the 18 with uh, Riley Herbst and Ty Gibbs. They split that. That's Joe Gibbs. I don't know. I think ARCA for me just really isn't as good as it used to be, and I wasn't able to catch the ridge because I was out of town. But All right, so about a week late on this, but uh, Hall of Fame inductions came out, and the people going in, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mike Stefanik, the, like, one of the best Wheel Modified tour racers of all time, and Red Farmer, one of the, like I said, one of the best racers from the past, and he's evolved the sport. I saw something on Twitter that Red Farmer is still racing. He goes out the local short tracks and he runs out there and he's still competitive. He has a competitive car. He's still really good. He's definitely got it. So uh, really good Hall of Fame class this year. It's cool. I was listening to the Dale Jr. download earlier today, and Red Farmer, they, Dale had Red Farmer on there, and they were kind of sharing stories and everything. Yeah, like Josh said, he's still racing. He races at the short track that's right outside Talladega, um, and he runs there two or three times a week, and he's always pretty competitive. I mean, he builds the cars, uh, I believe, in his garage in the towards the back of his house or something like that. So pretty cool. And a lot of the people that work for him were volunteers out through his entirety of racing. So just a cool guy and a guy that's got great ties, to the origins of NASCAR. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, we saw that coming. We knew he was going to get in for what he's done for the sport, what he did while he was a driver. Uh, Mike Stefanik, a really good pick. Red Farmer, like you said. I mean, this is a really strong Hall of Fame class and, I think it was just uh, right decisions. All three of them were uh, correct decisions to go into the hall, and they all deserve it. So on to notable posts. Ryan Vargas will return to the Xfinity Series to drive the number 15 car for JD Motorsports. This is going to be a multi-race deal, and the first race will be this weekend at Pocono, so good to see him back. And next post that we found, uh, Bubba Wallace posted that selfie they took pre-race with all the drivers standing behind his car, and he captioned it together. Really awesome moment. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of got teary-eyed, really emotional for the whole sport rallying around Bubba. And I believe Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson kind of started that off as like a couple drivers just wanting to go show their support and then turn to the whole field. And a lot of the crew members and officials were uh, joining their movement as well so that was just awesome to see last bit of news we saw this week on twitter was justin haley announcing that he's going to be in the all-star race he won daytona last year so he gets a bid to go to the all-star race this year he's going to enter with spire motorsports which is a team that hasn't really shown much speed other than uh restrictor plate races where they usually uh start in parks there too and justin haley found himself in victory lane and uh I think it's really interesting because if they don't have enough money to fund a competitive car on Sundays, I don't understand the point of making and uh, putting together and putting the money into a car for the all-star race, which I think Justin Haley is a deserving driver. He won a race, go race. But for the team that he races for to be in the budget they're in, I don't know if it's the smartest move. 
I don't really see the benefit of them running this because I'm sure they're not going to run up front. I mean, yes, it's at Bristol this year, so you know, downforce isn't as important, but just handling in general and horsepower, I just don't think they've been very competitive enough. And Justin Haley does bring a little bit of sponsorship to them when he runs, but it's not really ever enough to bump up their competitive level. But you know what? Maybe this will get us some extra exposure and get some more sponsors down the road, but I don't really see this being too big of a advantage for him. All right, from Notable Post, we're going to move to Rookie Rundown. John Hunter Nemechek had another strong week, finishing 8th. Tyler Reddick, 20th. Cole Custer, 22nd. Quinn Howe, 27th. Christopher Bell, 29th. And Brennan Poole, 35th. Brennan Poole showed a lot of speed at Talladega. There was some points where he was in the top 10, and I was like, wow, this team might get a solid finish. And I think he got into an incident uh, in like the later latter stages of the race and ended up breaking out. But we saw Tyler Reddick run really well, and John Hunter Nemechek ended up spinning and rebounding day. But overall, not a super strong week for all our rookies. John Hunter put himself in a good position for uh, up front, but I think he just kind of fell back towards the last couple laps. But, I mean, he was running all right. But, yeah, I mean, Reddick run the first stage, and Custer just really has not shown any speed that he should be with the type of equipment he has. But, you know, I think the other three, can you can kind of obviously, other than Bell, I mean, he's been running pretty solid. He's just never come off as a good uh, restriction plate racer. But the other two, you know, I think they're more limited by their equipment, but they do what they can. Yeah, I think for the rookies, it's like a theme that we continue to talk about is that they continue to run better than where they finish. Tyler Reddick won a stage. He finishes 20th. John Hunter Nemechek could have very well won the race. He pushed Eric Jones there coming through the trioval on the last lap. You had Cole Custer. He led some laps, and Christopher Bell ran up in the top 10 at points. So I, I don't know what's up with the rookies. I don't know why they can't uh, put it together, get this a great run, and then finish. But, um, you know, that's why they're called rookies. You know, they've got to get through the mistakes before they can uh, start to win and dominate. And moving on to our next segment, we're going to mid-pack monologue. My piece of news that I was taking from the weekend, Corey LaJoy picks up a pretty solid top 20 finish. He finishes 16th. He, he was actually up in the top 10, and I believe he ran out of fuel, but able to come away with a decent finish. And also, it was kind of cool. He helped push Bubba Wallace back to pit road after he ran out of fuel. So that was a nice gesture of him. I uh, didn't want to help him go a lap down. Yeah, for my mid-pack monologue, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won a stage at Talladega for JTG Doherty, which is nice, his first one of the year. And he finishes second in the race. He lost the race by .007 seconds. He was so close, and it was nose-to-nose coming to the line. And I really thought Ricky Stenhouse was going to win uh, this race. And he had a fast car. He had a really fast car. Also, Brennan Gong and his return finished 21st. I'm sure he would have liked to have a better finish, but uh, Brennan Gong, it's always nice to see him uh, when they go to Talladega and Daytona for sure. Yeah, Brendan Gong was in my fantasy lineup, I uh, but I took him out at the end of stage two and put Chase Elliott in there, and Brendan Gong ended up finishing better than Chase Elliott because Chase wrecked out. But I mentioned him earlier, 
I'm going to have to go uh, talk about John Herman Nemechek. I think it's really impressive because, like, we've talked about him a lot. But another – they're a super speedway team, or usually are, and they're always running up front. But he goes and spins through the infield grass, comes back, no damage apparently, and finishes eighth. I think it's really impressive. And uh, if he keeps these finishes up, he might as well – he might win a rookie of the year or at least put up a good battle with Tyler Reddick. And it's interesting how he's kind of – outperforming the other Ford rookie in Cole Custer. It honestly seems like their equipment kind of got switched or something. I just think John Hunter Nemechek's more consistently up front. Like Cole Custer could maybe have better runs up in the top 10, but John Hunter's consistently in the top 20, top 15. I'm definitely surprised uh, how he's gone this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he continues this momentum. And I wonder, too, if it's just a raw talent thing. I think John Hunter Nemechek can just get in the car and drive. Um, and he's so talented. And I think Cole Custer, I mean, you look at when he drove the trucks for Junior Motorsports, it took him some time before he could really start to uh, get up and compete for wins. Same with Xfinity. It took him about a season and a half. So uh, we'll see with Cole Custer. I think you got to give him time. But he's driving for Stuart Haas, and I think – Tony Stewart will not let a mediocre stand because Tony Stewart wants to win and he wants his team to be competitive. So we'll see what direction they go in. Now we're going to move into NASCAR Fantasy for Pocono this weekend. My picks are Ryan Blaney and Eric Jones for your fantasy lineup. Uh, Ryan Blaney has a win at Pocono. And Eric Jones' average finish in four races at Pocono is eighth. So I think both of those guys will be up front and uh, running pretty good. My driver that I'm going to put in my fantasy lineup is Christopher Bell. He didn't start the year too hot, but the past couple weeks he's been really getting into his element. And I think like if you're looking for picks to save, uh, Christopher Bell is a perfect option to put in your lineup. I expect him to do really good at Pocono. And I'm going to go with William Byron. He has one pole, one top five, three top tens. And he actually, he started on pole last June. He led for the about 25 laps. And he's usually pretty consistent there. So that'd be a good pick. Uh, and any of the Hendrick bunch as well. Yeah, I thought he was going to win it last year. He ended up finishing second. But uh, I was definitely pulling for him. But we're going to move into burning it up, burning it down. We'll each come up with a stat for the upcoming race based upon last week's race and the previous race at the track. And the other two guys will pick an over or under for the number. If it's over, burning up. If it's under, burning down. So mine's really not a number thing, but we have a doubleheader this weekend. Cup race on Saturday, cup race on Sunday, if the weather holds up on Sunday. But I don't know... Um, I think that the driver is going to go back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. But will the winner of Saturday's race win Sunday? What do y'all think? I'm going to go burning it down. I don't think that they will win. Um, I think whoever wins Saturday's race will not win Sunday's race. And I think it's just really tricky uh, to do, especially at Pocono. Um, it could happen, but I just don't I just don't see it happening. Um this week i'm also gonna go with uh burn it down because we even saw with darlington uh with the race on sunday and wednesday we had two different winners and i mean even though there's only one day difference between 
these races, I do think there's going to be enough. And I, if I remember right, they are doing the field invert with this. Do you guys remember? They are. Uh, top 20. Invert. Yeah, So, and, and that's another thing, too. I think starting deeper in the field is going to put the drivers that were running up front in a different position because they're going to be working with a lot more dirty air. Yeah, but we kind of saw it at uh, Darlington. When they did the invert, it didn't really – the fast guys still made their way up to the front. In my opinion, I think NASCAR should run the shorter of the two races on Sunday and have the longer race on Saturday because that's what they did at um, Charlotte and Darlington. And I like – the shorter races really grew on me. When I heard the idea of them, I wasn't too happy about it. But shorter races, the intensity picked up, and especially with drivers coming from mid-pack, I think they could have put on a show if the shorter race was on Sunday. And for my burning up or burning it down, so, so far, six races this year have been delayed or postponed due to rain or weather, and there's a 60% chance of thunderstorms on Sunday. I'm playing devil's advocate, but do you guys think there was going to be more rain impacted on this weekend? Yeah, I do. The bad thing about Pocono is it's up in the mountains, and um, the storm could just come over the mountains for sure. And rain it out. I, I, sadly, this has been what NASCAR has been since we come back. It just continues to rain. I don't want it to rain, but the way things have been going, yeah, it probably will have a rain delay and be moved or postponed or whatnot. So let's pray it doesn't, but I'm pretty sure it will. Burning down. I have 60% chance on Sunday. I'm going to say it's going to go down by Sunday. I don't want another delayed race. I hate getting so excited to watch the race, and then it's like, oh, here comes the rain. Here comes the storm. See you all tomorrow. Pack it up. I hate that. It's like the worst feeling in the world. So I'm going to say we're not going to see rain. I'm no meteorologist, but I can be an optimist. There you go. I like the attitude, but it's just frustrating right now. I wish NASCAR would move up start times and take a closer look at the weather and anticipate these things. Cause especially up in Pocono, they don't have lights and they're up in the mountains. So it could be 60% chance. Now it'll fade away. And then it, something could pop up, especially in the summertime, which gets frustrating, but I really hope that there isn't going to be, but we'll have to wait and find out. So I'm going to take a different approach to uh, burn it up, burn it down this week. Um, I'm going to kind of take a little bit of inspiration from NASCAR Race Hub's version of pump the brakes or hit the gas. So uh, my burn it up, burn it down this week is do you think that Hendrick Motorsports will be able to get all of their cars into victory lane at least once this year? We've already seen Alex Bowman win and we've seen Chase Elliott win. Um, do y'all think that Byron and Jimmy Johnson can join that party and that Hendrick will have multiple wins with multiple drivers? I'm going to say burning it down on this one. We've seen Byron have really strong runs, but he can't finish the race. Same with Jimmy Johnson this year. He's ran really strong, and something always happens, whether it's him getting in an incident or him just burning too much tire in the last run. I think uh, Byron will find his way to victory land eventually, but I think Jimmy Johnson's going to be the one Hendrick Motorsports car that doesn't find it. Yeah, I agree kind of with Josh was saying. I'm going to be burning it down because they're kind of working against two evils right now. Number one, Jimmy Johnson is in his last season, and 
lot of drivers that have been going in their last season haven't able to find victory lane and William Byron's got to break through and find that first win. I do believe once he gets that first win, the wins are going to be coming more frequently, but it's just hard to say right now. Um, obviously they have good equipment. They just need a little more luck and a little more speed. All right. So after burning it up, burning it down, we're going to wrap it up. And as always, we're going to end it with our picks. Five races this weekend, ARCA, a truck race, Xfinity, and two cup races. So I'm going to start it off. My ARCA pick is uh, going to be Michael Self. And my, he's probably the best driver in the ARCA series. I don't watch too much of ARCA, but when I do, it's usually Michael Self up front dominating, especially at the bigger tracks. Not so much super speedways, but mile and a half, Kokono, he's run well at. I think he's going to be in victory lane. In trucks, I'm going to go Matt Crafton, last year's champion. Hasn't had too good a year. I think right now he's outside the uh, top 10 in the points. So out of playoff contention, or out of the playoff position right now, I think he locks himself into it this weekend. Xfinity, I'm going to go Ross Chastain. He's run really good. Almost won the past couple weeks and just doesn't have it. His teammate went to victory lane at Talladega, and I think it's his turn to get it done. And for both of my cup picks, I'm going to say they go back-to-back, and I'm going to say it's Martin Truex Jr. He's ran pretty good at uh, Pocono. JGR usually runs good as a whole at Pocono, and I think he's going to end up in victory lane. On to my picks for Pocono, my ARCA pick is Thad Moffitt in the number 46 car. I think he'll get his first career win. He's hungry. He wants to win. Uh, and he finished 11th at Pocono last year out of 20 cars, and I think that was not one of his better runs, and he'll definitely want to rewrite that uh, going into it this week. My truck pick is going to be Tyler Ankrum, and the reason why I'm picking Tyler Ankrum is because he finished second last year in the Gander RV 150, and he finished second homestead, so he's had some pretty decent runs. My Xfinity pick, Noah Gragson. He's definitely got to be angry with the two races at homestead. He almost won, but a caution came out. Talladega where he led laps, so I think he gets it done at Pocono. My first cup pick for a cup race number one will be Kyle Busch. And this is because uh, Kyle Busch, his average finish there in uh, the last four races is third, which is the best among active drivers. So I think he'll get it done. And my second cup pick, Jimmy Johnson, who has multiple wins here at Pocono. He almost won at Talladega, and he's finally going to get over the hump of bad finishes. And last, certainly not least, myself. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Self's teammate Chandler Smith for the Arker race truck. I'm going to go with Brett Moffat. He's won there in the past. Xfinity, Austin Sindrick. Uh, I think he'll get his first win of the year. Uh, cup number one, cup number two. Despite what I said in burning it up, burning it down for Bryson's question, I'm going to pick Jimmy Johnson and William Byron. Uh, both guys obviously have the same equipment, but I think Jimmy will break through a Pocono. He's won there in the past, and Byron showed speed, and I think hopefully he'll get his first win of his career. Well, everybody, that's going to be it for the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. We want to thank you so much for turning in. Uh, we will have an episode coming out soon. We're going to recap the busy weekend at Pocono. Uh, so glad to have all three of us back. 
and uh, we're going to start getting some more episodes out for you. Uh, but thanks again so much for turning in, and we'll see you next time.